Welcome to the I'm Still Learning Podcast. I'm your host, Randy Whitlow. I've been reading and studying the Bible my entire life, but I still have a lot of questions, and I'm still learning what it means. Each episode, we will take a look at what the Bible has to say and what it means to us today. If you've ever been part of a successful team, then you know how great it is to find everyone working together to do what they can to achieve a common purpose. And if you've ever worked around a diva, someone who always expects things to go their way, then you know how unsatisfying that is and how difficult that it can be. Well, here in episode 21, the Apostle Paul is calling the new believers in Christ to work together with one mind and one purpose. I'm calling today's episode, One Purpose. Recently, I went to see one of my grandsons perform in a play. He had an on-stage role and was present in many of the scenes. But as I watched this play unfold, I realized that there was a lot going on. Of course, there were the on-stage characters that were carrying the story. They were portraying the action that was supposed to take place. But as as I looked, I saw, okay, there are some amazing sets here. And then with each scene change, when the lights would go down, I would see shadows of people in black pants and black t-shirts moving the sets around, preparing for the next scene. And I realized that someone had built these sets. They had designed the sets. They had built them. They had painted them. They made them look good. They made them portable where they could be moved around. That each of these characters that were in the play had a costume Someone envisioned that costume, someone designed it, someone made it. And then also I realized, okay, the music cues came right on, ta- uh, right on time. I could understand every character as they spoke because the sound system worked well. The lights kept the stage illuminated. Spotlights fell on the one that's being focused on in that moment. And then after the play, I realized that Uh, There were people that had refreshments backstage that were helping the actors between sets to stay refreshed, to have something to drink, something to keep their strength of, and that there were people that were in charge of the room to keep the temperature pleasant. I was never aware of the temperature, which means they did it perfectly. The room was clean. They did this play multiple times, so someone had to come and, and pick up all the trash left from the group that was there before. And all of those people, as I thought about that, they had all worked together, some on scene, some very visible, some singing, some talking, some dancing, some moving around. But then there were many that were behind the scenes that made it possible for those people on the stage to do their best. And it was wonderful as I thought about that, as I was watching all this, that all of these people were working together with one purpose, and that was to have a successful play. And as a proud grandpa, I would say they were successful. It was wonderful. Well, as we step into the second chapter of Philippians, the Apostle Paul starts with a call for unity in this new and growing family of believers in Jesus Christ. Let me read these first four verses to you. Is there any encouragement from belonging to Christ? 
any comfort from his love, any fellowship together in the Spirit? Are your hearts tender and compassionate? Then make me truly happy by agreeing wholeheartedly with each other, loving one another, and working together with one mind and one purpose. Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of others as better than yourselves. Don't look out only for your own interest, but take an interest in others, too. Now, there is great benefit from living in, as a believer in Jesus Christ, but it is best realized in loving and working with others who are also living for Christ. The Christian life is not a solo pursuit. It's not something that you do on your own if you're going to do it well. So what Paul is calling us to here is that we would work together in fellowship with one mind and one purpose. Now, what is that purpose? Well, if we follow the words of Jesus Christ, then he gave us a great commission, which was go into all the world and preach the gospel, making disciples of every people group, both here at home, around the nation, and around the world, we are to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. And then he gave us what we call the great commandment, which is love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and do it by loving your neighbor in the way that you want to be loved. So Paul is calling us to that one purpose, but we need to work together to do it. We can't just be a bunch of solo artists out there doing things. If my grandson had been the only participant in this play and just got up and said his lines with no responses from other characters, that would really not been impressive at all. But when he said his lines and then the next person on stage said their lines, the lights came on at the right time, the music came up when it should, the people were positioned where they should be with the right set, then it was great. But if any of those things had not worked in concert with the others, it would not have been as good. So Paul is really impressing on the church there in Philippi to work together with one another, agree wholeheartedly with each other, loving one another and working together with that one mind and purpose. So he is stressing that we should work in unity. Well, what is the opposite of unity? It is disunity. And what, why does he not want this to happen? What, what causes disunity? Well, in the most basic sense, it is putting ourselves above others. How does this happen? Well, three things I can think of right off the bat. The first one is selfish ambition. That is me wanting to push myself to the forefront. No, this has got to be about me. I want to be the star. I want to have all of the opinions. I want everybody to do what I want to do. The second thing is personal prestige. Maybe it's the person who wants to always be the chairman of every committee or be the, uh, the, the head of every group or the, one who, the decision maker in everything. I want that prestige that comes with being the one that people go to for their answers. And the third thing is concentration on self. I once knew a guy that was talking to him one day about a situation, and, and he said, uh, well, here's how I approach everything. 
is I approach everything first from the standpoint of, is this good for me? And if it's not good for me, I'm probably not going to get involved in it. Well, that is the opposite of putting, our, putting others above ourselves. That concentration on self. And we really have fallen victim of that here in the U.S. where we are stressing everybody else has to make sure that what they say doesn't bother me. Or that my individual rights trump what it might be good for other people. And so these are things that lead to disunity. They are the actual roots of disunity. So what is the cure for this? How do we work together in unity with one another? Once again, I come up with three things. The first one is, first, we need to remember that we are all in Christ and we are nothing without Christ. What do I mean by that? Well, if we understand that we as sinners have separated ourselves from a loving and and holy God and the only way to get in right relationship with God is through a relationship in Jesus Christ, then we know that in Christ, we are children of God. Without Christ, we are on the outside. And so all of us, no matter what station of life we come from, whether humble beginnings or from a palace, we are nothing without Christ. And everything that we have, we have as our identity being children of God through our relationship in Jesus Christ. Secondly, there is the power of Christian love. What is Christian love? Well, it is compassion for others. It's patience with others. It's kindness toward others. In 1 Corinthians chapter 13, there's what they call the love chapter. You'll hear it read at a lot of weddings. But what it is, it really talks about how self-sacrificial that Christian love is. That if we continue to put ourselves out to the front and, and we do things and we say grandiose things, but our actions don't show love, then it's just a loud noise. But love doesn't keep track of wrongdoing. Love is not vindictive. Love does not look for an opportunity to get somebody back who has done us wrong. Love is always willing to forgive willing to have patience with someone who is not uh, in the same place that we are, kindness towards people that don't treat us right, compassion on those that are struggling, never lifting ourselves up as being all that. But that power of Christian love will automatically cause us to work with others when we truly understand that love of Christ that is dwelling within us as children of God. And then the third one, the most powerful one, is that the Holy Spirit, God's Holy Spirit is active in us to bind us to one another as we draw closer to God. This is what allows us to rejoice when others succeed, that makes us want to help others to move forward, to prepare for them to do better and greater things. In Psalms, the 133rd Psalm, verse 1, 
There's a great lesson there where it says how wonderful and pleasant it is when brothers live together in harmony. Now, harmony and unity are very close. Sometimes we think unity is unison, meaning that we all think the same thing or that we all say the same thing. Well, a choir sings different notes. They're in harmony. They're singing different notes, but they're in the same chord. They're in the same key. They're in the same song. And these different notes blending together makes a fuller and richer experience of the song than if you had everyone singing the exact same note. So don't, don't mistake unity for unison. There is room in the body of Christ for people to interpret things differently, to see things differently, to react to things differently. But if there is that one common goal, back to this little play, you know, there were people that had probably no ability to stand up in front of people and sing a song and to dance and move around while they're doing it. But they had great skills to make costumes or to run the tech department. And the people that are on stage singing could not do those things. Everyone was doing their part. They were working in unity. They weren't all actors. Some had to be carpenters. Some had to be seamstresses. Some had to be refreshment wranglers. Some people had to do all these different jobs, but with that one purpose of putting the play and so when we live together in harmony, we all do our part. We do the things that we need to do, that we have in our ability to do, with the people that we come in contact with, with that one purpose of lifting up the name of Jesus, of making disciples in every people group, and loving others the way that we want to be loved. All right. God bless you. We'll see you again real soon. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the I'm Still Learning podcast. If you're enjoying this podcast, please tell your friends. Also, if you'd like to make a comment or have a question, you can contact me on Instagram or Facebook under my channels, which are called Randy Whitlow. There will be a new episode up next week. And until then, I'm Randy Whitlow, and I'm still learning.